pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the Justin Kinner Show fan segment. All right, we welcome you back to the Justin Kinner Show live here on Dayton's ESPN Radio, 1410 Wing AM. About a week ago, we started the Justin Kinner Show fan segment uh, contest online at wingam.com. You, the listeners, all can head to wingam.com to register for your chance to be a sports radio host for the day. You'll get to co-host a segment of the Justin Kinner Show, and today is our first installment of the Justin Kinner Show fan segment. The first winner uh, that we were able to uh, pull out of the hat today, or I should say this week, was none other than Ryan Roth. Ryan, welcome in. How are you? Thanks for helping me out today. Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, talking sports. Absolutely, man. Let's hit the ground running. Now, you're in charge. You get to pick the topic. We spoke earlier. You are ready to go. You have everything laid out. I'm letting you drive the bus from here. So go ahead and get us started, and we'll hit the ground running. Uh, The the topic that I picked uh, was one that comes up on uh, Schlemmer's page quite a bit. The topic is comparing athletes from different eras. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you compare athletes from different eras? So there are, are two um, comparisons that I'd like to talk about. Uh, the first one is the uh, MJ versus LeBron comparison. And when I look at that um, with regards to the physical abilities, and I went out and looked these up, uh, on uh, on Google, um, but with regards to speed, you have um, Michael Jordan running a four three forty at at a height of six foot six, mm-hmm. and then you have LeBron James running a four six forty at a height of six eight. I mean, to me, that's incredible. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine if they played football what those those two guys would be like. They're pretty freakish. Now, are you uh, are you a pro? Are you pro- speed with that kind of size? Are you pro Jordan? Michael or pro- Jordan had a forty-eight inch vertical leap, and LeBron James had a forty inch vertical leap. And the wingspans, there's only one inch difference in favor of LeBron. So that's their their physical ability. So you look at that and you see, you know, where in certain areas like speed and leaping, you know, Michael has the edge. Maybe LeBron's a little bit uh, more more strong. Uh, physically, um, and then you look at the uh, look at the numbers. You start to look at um, the statistics, um, and I look at points per game because growing up, um, whenever I watched ESPN when they were doing the highlights, they weren't saying, "Hey, this guy gets he he led the the field in rebounding." It was this player led the field in scoring. Um, so I always looked at total points per game as a measuring stick, um, at least offensively. So, you know, Michael Jordan um, averaged 30.1 points a game for his career. And then LeBron averages 27.1 points a game, and that's during the regular season. Now, each of those guys go up three points, you know, come playoff time, career averages. But you can also look at 
championship impact because there were two runs that the Bulls had uh, of three-peats, and then there was the career interruption for um, one season and then part of another season, and they didn't win championships either of those two seasons. And you can make an argument that if Michael Jordan didn't, you know, interrupt his career, or it was a supposed retirement, uh, which is debatable, but if he doesn't interrupt his career, maybe they win eight in a row. You know, you know, we, we won't really know that. We'll never know that if that would have happened. Um, LeBron, I think, has, and correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, but I think LeBron's got three titles, and uh, he's been to the NBA Finals six, is it six times. I think he's been to the finals way more than that. I mean, he went. Well, I think he's been there nine times. He's been to the finals nine times, and he has three nine titles. Times and he's got yep. three. So, so, but the other thing that sort of impacts that is your cast around you. You know, two of those were with you know basically a, a great star-studded cast down in Miami. Um, the the last one, you know, was probably LeBron's best work because he, I don't think he had that great of a cast in Cleveland. No, I, I agree with you on that. I will say this about LeBron's cast in Cleveland. Um, the year that they won the championship, I believe that that was the best team that he has played on as far as team is concerned. Was it the most talented? I think the most talented team he played on was with the Miami Heat. Uh, but I thought that, I thought that Cleveland had more of a team aspect to them. I thought that they shared the ball well. I thought that it was the most perfect blend of LeBron's usage with his teammates. Uh, to where in Miami they got real LeBron dependent. Uh, in Cleveland, I thought that up until now where he's playing with Anthony Davis, you look at Kyrie Irving, that was the best player he had played up, that played with up to that point. I think Kyrie's contributions to the Cavs alongside LeBron rivaled Dwayne Wade's contributions to the Heat alongside LeBron. So I think the best team that he played on was in Cleveland, but the most talented team he played on was in Miami. Right. And then when you look at you know the, the different eras, the way the game has changed, um, with the game being not as physical, um, does that mean Michael Jordan averages five more points a game? Mm-hmm. And the other question is with it being called a little tighter, and the Jordan rules, does that mean he gets to the line three to five more times a game? You know, on the other hand, if you flip LeBron back to when, uh, you know, the Dream Team uh, was uh, in the league back in the uh, late 80s and early 90s, it was a lot more physical. So how does that affect his play if he were to switch eras? I think he'd still be successful. I think they both would still be successful. It's just a question, and we'll never know. How much? But that's why we have these debates. Yeah, and I think LeBron too. Keep in mind, I mean, he was phys- he's physically built to be able to take that pounding. I know that LeBron gets labeled as soft because he flops. And and look, look I think that the thing about great players like LeBron, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Ryan, about great players can adapt and play in any era. LeBron's one of those players. Does he play? Does he take advantage of the softer era that he plays in now? Absolutely. But you you talked about his physical frame of how that can equate to a, a great football career. His body would have been able to handle the pounding that he would have taken in the 80s and 90s in the much more physical era as well. Uh, so there is that, you know, you got to keep that in mind as well. LeBron would have adapted in that time. But hey, you know, and if MJ, oh, and if MJ played LeBron in this era. A power player. Oh, yeah. But if, LeBron, if Michael played in this era, he would also take advantage of the softer era, too. You know, he would adapt to this time as well. Um, but like what you were pointing out, though, MJ would be able to expose the softer era even more because of what we were able to see him do against a physical era in the 90s. Right. Oh, I totally agree. And, and with there being more emphasis on the three ball now, you know, MJ's 
probably shooting more threes. Oh, I, I mean, and trust me, he would much rather take the you know take those threes than have to continuously go inside and take the pounding. He proved that he could do it. Obviously, the Jordan rules were created. I mean, you looked at the Pistons. I mean, he had to take a pounding to get through them. Everything he got was earned, uh, and then he finally got that physical, you know, that physical team around him to help protect him. Uh, but man, uh, again, that's the fun part about these conversations. You said about comparing greats from past eras to today. That those were those are always going to exist, right? I'm 30, um, and I'm going to protect LeBron against a future great player the way that people protect Michael Jordan against LeBron James. That's just kind of the the, the cycle of this. But that's what makes sports talk so fun. It really does, but. Here's the thing. I had somebody say, well, Michael Jordan wouldn't do as well in this area. But, you know, I, I beg to differ. I, you know, I played a little bit, you know, in high school and went to some basketball camps. And you see guys that just have incredible athletic ability. I had the misfortune one time of getting on the court with Jeff Graham. <laughs> you know, who went Who's just a physical specimen. And, yeah. You know, right away, that guy's he's was a freshman. I was a sophomore. He was up at the rim. And the same sort of thing with, with Michael Jordan with having, I think he's got the highest vertical leap, 48 inches. And then running a 4-3-40 at 6'6", six six, I mean, those numbers translate to success in any era with, my, with the skills that Michael Jordan had. Oh, I mean, And the competitive nature. I mean, that's the thing about him. I, I think Michael was naturally a leader by example because when the game was on the line, and he came down the court with the ball. You know he wasn't giving it up. You know he was taking the ball to the basket. Especially in crunch you know? time. And that's LeBron's biggest knock is, you know, and look, we all know one of the the best shots that Michael Jordan was a part of, of course, yes, against the Jazz, but the one where he passes off uh, to the corner to Kerr and packs in. I mean, he always had a, a sharp shooter to the right. He trusted his teammates. LeBron's the same way. You know, it's crazy. People talk about, you know, who's the most clutch shooter of all time. LeBron James, re- regardless of the rep he gets, he has more game-winning shots than any of those. Than we're talking about MJ. We're talking about all those guys. He has more game-winning shots than all those guys. He's got more buzzer beaters. <laughs> so there is there's a unique distinction there. All right, we got Ryan Roth with us here. It's our Justin Kinner Show fan segment. Every Wednesday we'll have a special guest co-host come on with us. You, the listeners, have a chance to be uh, a special guest co-host for a segment here on the show. Ryan Roth with us here. Now, Ryan, you're from Inglewood, correct? Yes, that's correct. I'm from Inglewood, Ohio. Now, you've lived here your entire life. You, you know, where, so you, what, tell us about what high school you went to, what, what sports you played. So I grew up in Beaver Creek. Um, I played sports from the time I was in the first grade all the way through uh, my senior year. Uh, when I got to high school, I played uh, basketball, baseball, um, graduated from baseball to track, and uh-huh. I, I played uh, football all the way through. Not bad, not bad. And again, uh, you know, real quick before we close this thing out, back when we had the Kinner and Schlemmer show rocking, you were part of one of our promos. That's true. With that very voice that you're talking about. And in the words of Mark Schlemmer, if I threw out a sing a few syllables for us, Elvis, would you drop that here? <laughs> would I do that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. All right. So in the words of Mark Schlemmer, drop a few syllables for us, Elvis. As the snow flies. On a cold and gray Chicago <laughs> morn, a poor little baby child is born That's awesome. and he gets old. Now, how, how, and his mama cries, because if there's one thing that she don't need, it's another hungry mouth to feed and the gets old. Very nice. Very nice. Now, I mean, for those who have probably, I mean, there's people out there who are probably listening to this interview not even realizing that they've probably attended one of your shows. Well, they may have. You know, and the thing is, is that I approach uh, I approach singing just the same way I approach 
I approached sports. I mean, I got in the weight room for football four days a week. It, it was the same thing with uh, with regards to um, you know to singing. Now, when did you realize that you could sing like that? And when did like El- when the, when you started doing the Elvis shows? When did that become you know part of what you were trying to do? Well, actually, I you know I realized that I could sing probably when I was about ten years old, uh-huh. and I got in a um, a school um, a school talent show, and um, and I wound up winning it. And um, then when I was in high school, I was in uh, I was in show choir a little bit, not a whole lot, a little bit. But uh, my senior year, I wound up getting the lead roles in uh, a couple of um, a couple of the musicals. And then when I was twenty. I had my own show at Cedar Point uh, doing 50s and 60s rock and roll. And at that point, you know, because there are so many people auditioning and you get selected to be the lead singer of, of a particular show, then you realize that you might just have something. And so um, at that point, I wound up getting on TNN, the Country Music Channel, which is the Nashville Network, <laughs> which is owned by um, Gaylord Productions, which uh, also owns... Um, the uh, Grand Ole Opry and uh, CMT, and uh, the show was called "You Can Be a Star," which was backed by Polygram Records, and um, I, so I pursued a career in country music, and um, it didn't. Uh, it takes a lot of breaks for it to to work out, uh, and it didn't quite work out, but that's okay. So I continued to sing. I sang at uh, a couple of the casinos over in Lawrenceburg for four or five years, and. Um, then when I was about uh, 42, my dad asked me to, um, you know, to try doing Elvis because um, I was, at least I've been told that I can sound like him. So I said, ah, oh, Dad, I don't know that I want to do that. And he said, hey, listen, you know, you're 42 years old, and they don't have fat and 40 American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> so you should try it. So I did. I, I uh, called a lady that uh, had expressed an interest in um having me join the Elvis Entertainers Network out of Chicago, and uh, she set me up with a uh, contest out in Council Bluff, Iowa, you know, and they paid me to go out there and fed me, and um, and I went out there and uh, against 15 guys that had been doing it for, doing Elvis for a long time, and I, I wound up finishing second in my very first uh, contest and winning Not money bad. and seeing that there were lots of people uh, <laughs> that were coming out that it was very popular, and uh, so I, I said, well, I think I'll continue to do this. And I've been very fortunate, and I've gotten to meet so many, so many great people, um, you know, like yourself or, you know, like uh, Hal McCoy, who, come, who comes to my shows, and, um, and people that actually knew Elvis, and then lots of just great fans of Elvis. It's, it's, I'm really blessed. No kidding. Now, no, I mean, how many shows have you done where panties are thrown up on the stage? That's why well, Schlemmer's not allowed at your you know, shows uh, anymore, man. That's seventy year olds don't tend to do that. <laughs> Wait, you gotta yeah, no, we're not going there. With that being said, that's an excellent way to end this. Ryan Roth again does an excellent Elvis impersonation, quite the entertainer as well. You don't just do the Elvis impersonations, you do I mean, you you're still singing, right? I mean what what are you up to nowadays? Oh yeah. Well, I also um I'm in a country music band called the No Good SOBs. Sons of Beaver Creek. There you go. <laughs> because three of us graduated from Beaver Creek, and it's um, it's country, you know, rock, southern rock, you know, the outlaws like Waylon and Willie. But then we also do some Chris Stapleton, and Very nice. we even do some Doors, um, and uh, Almond Brothers, 
uh, you know, and we're and we're pretty good at it. So we play, you know, a lot of the local establishments like the Devil Wind Brewery out in Xenia or um, the Oregon Express, uh, places like that. Very nice, very nice. Ryan Roth, the Justin Kinner Show fan segment winner for this week. Ryan, it's been awesome. I appreciate uh, you taking time. We talked a little sports. We got to hear about your singing background and, of course, the, uh, the Elvis impersonation. So this is how we're going to end this. Just like any Elvis would, you're going to respond with thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. There you go. Thank you so much, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care.